Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto, featuring UCLA golfer, just got off of, of off of a solo third finish at the SCJM, Mason Green. Mason, welcome. How's it going? Nice to nice to see you. Hope, thank you for having me on here. Yeah, definitely, man. It was great that you know that you want to come on here. I've just you know I've seen you get you know a lot of attention on Instagram and you know just the, how far you kill the ball and just built like a just like oh um, like, I mean we're looking like Brooks Kepka status here, maybe even bigger now. So I mean you're just massive, dude, massive. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, maybe maybe one day we'll look like, but. <laughs> yeah definitely man and uh so we'll get straight into the questions here where are you from and how'd you get into the game golf yeah so i was actually i was born in mission viejo in orange county um and i moved to tustin uh, in orange county as well it's about 20 minutes east of newport uh when i was about one i've lived here ever since so been in the same place growing up in tustin played right across the street at tustin ranch so it's, awesome. uh, it's been a good process so far. So. Awesome, man. And uh, do, does your family play golf or, I mean, kind of, did you pick it up on your own or? My dad, my dad's actually a good golfer. He picked it up when he was 27. He got, he got pretty good really fast. He oh, awesome. got to be a scratch golfer. kind of took me under his wing when I was really young, started yeah. playing when I was like three, four, got me some plastic clubs and there you go. Took off since then. It wasn't really in the forefront of what I wanted to do when I was growing up. I kind of had some interest in some other sports, but mm-hmm. um, I kind of ended up falling in love with it right around high school time. And uh, I think I made the right decision kind of on my way right now. So definitely, man. And uh, just kind of talk about, you know, where, where'd you go to high school? What were your high school golf days like? Yeah. So I went to Orange Lutheran High School in Orange, uh, Orange County, California. And I mean, I loved it. I, Orange Lutheran was an awesome high school. We had a, we had a decent golf team. Um, I loved all the players. We had great chemistry. Um, they're all great friends of mine. Coaches were awesome. Uh, kind of got me jump started in like the team aspect of golf, just because I'd never been on a team in golf, right? During junior golf. I mean, other sports that I played like was, was team oriented. So it was kind of nice to be able to get back into that role um, and play with some other guys. Uh, Cause I'm a very social person. I love, I love hanging out with them. So I mean, it was, it was an awesome experience. I really liked Olu. Uh, we had a good team, got to play some really good high schools. We played a lot of um, Trinity league schools like modern day and Servite who had some really good players. Awesome. So yeah, it was a, it was a good experience for sure. Definitely. And kind of, I mean, like you said, you had other interests in other sports. Was it kind of, did you, did you play other sports in high school or was it strictly golf in high school? So in golf, it was strictly high school. I wanted to play um, baseball going into high school, but okay. unfortunately they were the same season. So that was kind of a tough right. for me, but um, I mean, I played golf a lot with my dad. It was kind of a way that I could go out and bond with him. So, I mean, honestly, I think yeah. that was part of the reason why I chose it. I also think that golf was personally a little bit more fun just because it was kind of me hitting every shot instead of, you know, you're on the field or whatever, yeah. four times a game. So I, exactly. I like the individuality of the sport. Um, I kind of just grow out, grind by myself for six, seven, eight hours a day. And it was just, it was a lot of fun to me. I had a lot of passion for it. So it was kind of something I gravitated towards and I'm, I'm glad I made that choice. Definitely. And when then like, kind of like what you said in your junior golf, you weren't able to experience a team aspect of golf and now you are playing at UCLA. I mean, it's, it's one of the funnest things to do is go out there, not only compete for your team, but also for yourself. It's, it's gotta be so fun to go out there. Yeah, absolutely. I love, I love my college team too. UCLA is awesome. So yeah, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I love all the guys that I've gotten to play with and obviously have a few mentors over UCLA, some really good players, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, amazing players there. You know, Devin Bling's out there. And um, yeah, it's just really great players and got a great coach too, Coach Freeman. He seems like he knows what he's doing over there. And uh, so kind of talk about, did you play any, you talk, you know, your junior golf a little bit. What organizations did you play for? Did you play kind of AJGAs, Toyota Tour Cups, maybe any future champions events? Yeah, so I was I was a part of the SCPGA first, kind of going yeah. into the middle school. Mm-hmm. That kind of got me started in tournaments. And I played some Toyota Tour Cups, like late middle school. I didn't end up keeping my status, and so I, I had to rejoin when I was like a freshman in high school. Gotcha. And that's where like started my my junior golf career. I played a lot of AJGAs throughout high school. Um, some future champions, I'd go down to like San Diego for like I remember the national championship. Yeah, uh, that was that was pretty much the only one I think I remember playing in. But Toyotas were great. AJGAs were awesome. I mean, kind of getting the the full spiel of like how tournaments are run and get put under some pressure it was nice for the first time. So I, I thought they ran their tournaments really well, same with Toyota's. So that's kind of what I, what I started out in. Definitely. And kind of, you know, as your years were going through high school and you had your results in junior golf and also in high school, kind of, when did you start the recruiting process? I mean, how'd you go about that? Did you just mass email or kind of schools reaching out to you? So I actually started off by emailing a lot of schools just because I wasn't super well known when I was younger. I mean, I wasn't like a standout player. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a lot of the guys who are still doing really well now. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was more of like being strategic with uh, like my emails. So, I mean, obviously some dream schools like UCLA, which I didn't initially think I was going to be able to go to in middle school. Oh, wow. wow without a lot, of, without a lot of improvement. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But I mean, I emailed a lot of schools from the time I was probably in eighth grade freshman year and my my hope was that just you know even if I wasn't at the top of their radar it was kind of like they knew I was introduced in, in the school right if I, if I started playing well you know they're kind of like they see my name on some leaderboards and like of well, course interested in my school mm-hmm. maybe we'll reach out to him so I felt like there was nothing to lose I mean worst case scenario they say we don't have a spot for you and exactly yeah move on go somewhere else but I mean I kind of shot for the stars and um, ended up playing better got myself some some good finishes and some tournaments and coaches recognized me from the emails kind of started reaching back out again and everything came full circle and ended up committing so definitely kind of talk about you know you said UCLA is one of your dream schools were there other you know any other schools that were kind of you felt that you were really targeting um honestly not really as a kid I was kind of just playing golf for fun when I was younger than when I got to high school I kind of had a a little chat with my dad and it was kind of between the playing two sports and trying to be good at both of them or try to play one and be great it was kind of that resonated for me so um, when I started playing better in some tournaments, I was like, man, like I can really go to a good school and like get a great education, play for a great team, try to go win a national championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of started my my recruiting process. But um, honestly, at the beginning, I can't really think of any other like dream schools I had besides obviously like you have the Stanford's and oh, right, right. Yeah. School. So uh, but for me, it was really like Stanford, Berkeley and UCLA were three schools that kind of stuck out to me just yeah. in, in yeah. California, the, some of the big three. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was, I was stoked. I went to a UCLA golf camp when I was a freshman in high school. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and so I got to meet coach Freeman and Larkin and I kind of went with them through the recruiting process. And I think after that camp, that's when I was really like, man, like I really want to go here. I might've been in eighth grade, to be honest. I still have a picture of when wow. I, was, I was like four foot 11 and super tiny kid. <laughs> and Freeman, Freeman was looking over me, kind of like just watching me. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. End up coming there. So. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, and I'm sure if you stand next to Coach Freeman now, you know, you're a little bit bigger than you used to be. <laughs> a little bit. So yeah, it's funny, like you said, you know, full circle like that. You know, in eighth grade, it's one of your dream schools, and here you are playing for them. Kind of talk about you know, why did you commit to UCLA? Was there something about you went on your visits or was there a relationship you kind of built with the coach? I think it was the relationship I built with Coach Freeman and Larkin um, yeah. at the beginning of my my time in my recruiting process. They were always great. I mean, whenever I like within the guidelines, like called their offices or right. you know, I went to that camp or they'd see me at tournaments. It would kind of just be like a, they were always really nice to me. And they at the camp, I talked to them for a few hours, like during the camp. And that was great. So I think after that, I built, I started the relationship with him um, and just kind of kept in touch as much as I could started playing good in some tournaments. And then when junior year came around and I was able to start actually contacting them and talking to them like full right yeah within the guidelines it was it was kind of just like I feel like that was a great fit for me it was honestly I was just waiting on them to see if they had a spot for me mm-hmm. um, and I ended up playing really well uh beginning of my junior year and ended up committing then so I mean honestly I was, I was looking at a few other schools but I knew where I wanted to go and once mm-hmm. I got that got that offer I I took yeah. it because that's, that's where I wanted to play so I was I was stoked for everything worked out it was uh couldn't have gone better Definitely, man. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, uh, you know, like, like you said, you're able to have those good finishes and kind of, you know, get more on your, on their radar. And then, I mean, like you said, you know, whenever, as your years progress and you're trying to get, you know, that full communication with them within the guidelines, you know, once you're able to get to that point, it's just like, you can just bug them all you want, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I was, I definitely probably bugged them a little bit. So Definitely. Um, can I talk about your years at UCLA so far? Kind of what comes along with being a golfer at UCLA? Maybe kind of go in depth of what your kind of weekly schedule would look like whenever you guys are in season. Yeah. So when we were in season, obviously with COVID, we kind of got cut short for right. into my freshman year and then beginning of sophomore year. But besides that, it's been awesome. This past year is a little stressful with all the COVID guidelines. And oh, to go through. Yeah. I'll kind of start with the freshman year and then go into the sophomore there year. There we so. go. Yeah, let's do that. Sounds um, good. So beginning of freshman year was awesome. I mean, your first day there, you're in a bunch of meetings, whatever, but yeah, um, getting all like your gear and stuff, you're like super pumped to uh, yeah. finally be a part of the team and feel like you belong. Um, and it was awesome. We trained four days a week. We do uh, four days a week at 6 a.m. Uh, yeah. we'd, we'd be in the gym, which I, I really enjoyed. Kind of got me up, got my day started early. Yeah, you're massive. I mean, yeah, it's going to be, uh, that, that helps. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, and then we had practice start at 7.30. So we actually have a great lineup of courses, um, which is another thing that actually really drew me to UCLA was um, we have a great practice facility um, called The Gift, which is run by like the Beller Greens crew. They come out and help. And Oh, really, awesome. Yeah, really nice greens. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The hitting area is super nice. We hit onto the intermeal field. Yeah, so that's we, so cool. I've seen so many videos of you guys out there. Yeah, we can only hit up to like four iron, which isn't horrible, but um, it's more of just like, oh, there's some track mans there. Oh, um, work yeah. on wedges, do a lot of dial and some putting. But the great thing is we have I, arguably the best courses in the country that we get mm-hmm. to play. So Mondays we played LA Country Club. Uh, we only played North my freshman year, which was great because I think that's a better course anyways. Okay, yeah. Um, and then Tuesday, Thursday, we got to play Bel Air, which is awesome. We're right across the street. Yeah, and that's then, amazing. Yeah, Friday was Brentwood. So, I mean, we had a pretty unreal lineup. And then yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were full members at uh, the old TPC Valencia. Now it's Oaks Club of Valencia and uh, right. Valencia Club. So, went there Wednesdays and the weekends, kind of went up, um, played some matches against my my teammates. And, I mean, we had a great lineup. So, I was that was another reason why I wanted to go there because I was just like, those courses are unbelievable. So Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, we'd usually play tee off around 730, be done by like one. We could stay there and practice at the courses. Um, and then we'd come back, have, have classes in the afternoon, usually around anywhere from like three to five, um, 
get dinner, wake up the next morning, do it again. So do it again. That's it, it man. Fast. It went by really quick. So definitely. And kind of, you know, you touch, you go into class at UCLA a little bit, kind of, well, I mean, oh, it's UCLA. Not everybody just gets into UCLA. Kind of talk about what, what's the academic side of it like at UCLA? Yeah, the academics, I mean, obviously they're tough. I kind of knew going in there that it was going to be, yeah. gonna be a, a grind for sure. And especially having to balance the the academics, the exactly. social aspect, the spiritual aspect and everything else that goes along with college. Um, I mean, I knew it was going to be tough, but I had a, a great group of people around me. My parents always kind of kept me on track. And we have so many great resources at UCLA, whether it's mentors or tutors. There's not really a reason why you shouldn't succeed. Mm-hmm. They, give you, they give you all the tools. And as long as you put the time in, you apply yourself. That's really all there is to it. So, I mean, I personally think that UCLA has been a little bit more enjoyable for me than high school, just because high school, you take all of the same classes as everybody else. And obviously right. um, UCLA academics are a little bit more difficult, but I think that mm-hmm. with like the mentors and tutors, I've been able to balance my time a little bit better and also pick some classes that are more interesting to me. So being able to take a few of those have, have been pretty cool. And I think I've learned a lot. So definitely. It's, been, it's definitely been a challenge, um, but I, I've, I was up for it. So I've been enjoying it. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, what's your major at UCLA? Just by asking. Yeah. So I'm studying political science and I'm minoring in entrepreneurship. So. All right. Awesome. Yeah. You kind of, um, you know, what what's it like? Because obviously you guys are traveling so much with your, you know, your division one schedule. Kind of how is it? whenever you're on the road and maybe kind of balancing the academic kind of side of it. I know you're saying you have some tutors and mentors that kind of help you out. Kind of talk about that a little bit, even when yeah, you're traveling. So, yeah. As a freshman, we had academic mentors we met with every Monday. So it oh, was awesome. nice because yeah, so it was great. So every Monday we meet with them and kind of be like, okay, we're going to be gone Thursday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. What teachers do I need to go talk to? Professors need to go talk to Thursday, Friday that I'm going to be missing. Wow. Kind of how do I like work that out with them? And we actually give our professors travel letters at the beginning of every year. So they know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So they know when we're going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's excused, but I mean, honestly, most of the professors I've had have been great with like working with me. Um, and like, if I'm going to be gone, giving me work to do beforehand, take take exams beforehand or just when I get back. So um, they've been awesome. And our coaches are obviously always making sure that we're up on our assignments. Of course. Yeah. The mentors are, are emailing and texting our coaches. Like they might've missed this or this class and they're getting on you. So it's uh, they, I mean, they keep you on track. It's definitely, it was definitely a grind. And honestly, this year it was probably a little bit easier with COVID just being on zoom right. because I could, I could still attend those lectures that mm-hmm. I missed while I was traveling at events. Um, and I was fortunate to travel to, to a lot of events this year, which was great. So um, just being able to be on those Zoom calls in the afternoon after rounds was honestly a blessing. So yeah. I didn't have to miss any class, still got to take notes and, and whatnot. So it was a uh, COVID was a not a blessing in disguise, but kind of just finding silver linings of of a bad circumstance and trying to make the most out of it. So definitely, you know, and like you said, it's, it's been, it just it makes things so much easier because you're able to attend those classes still and maybe not miss as, as much of, you know, being in class and everything. I and mean, obviously you're still not there and, you know, it might be a little bit different not being in person at UCLA learning, you know, learning like that, but um, it's kind of different for everybody, but it's what we had to do. And, um, you know, I'm glad that it kind of, like you said, it, well, I mean, maybe not a blessing in disguise, but still just from yeah. a bad situation, it was able to kind of make something of it still. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of talk about, I mean, I know you kind of, you, you have a you know, couple years of experience with the COVID year and everything like that, but kind of talk about how has your performance been at UCLA? Kind of talk about kind of how, how you feel with your results have been maybe from your, your eyes. Yeah. You know, end of senior year, I, I felt like I was going in a really good direction. I was making some good progress on some other things that I 
uh, I thought I needed help on and I actually had a wrist injury end of my senior year and I was out for uh, oh, no months. kidding. Oh, wow. Um, so it was kind of a long time. It was honestly a little bit scary, a little bit of uncertainty as to like how long it would take me to get back to form. And uh-huh. you know, Coach Freeman and Larkin were great helping me through that process, like getting back in everything. Awesome. And, you know, I got back, I got to the beginning of freshman year. I got to travel to, um, I believe I went to four or five events my freshman year before COVID. So obviously I didn't go to every single one. We had a great team. Yeah. Um, but I got to go to about, I got to go to a few events to kind of get some experience. And mm-hmm. um, that was awesome. I mean, learning from some of the guys I roomed with Devin Blaine my freshman year. So that's awesome. Him and him and Eddie Black kind of took me under their wing and they were, they were great for me, um, kind of keeping me on track and kind of showing me around. Because uh, it was a big transition. Honestly, it was really oh, tough. I bet. Like, yeah. It was weird going from living at home, having kind of everything really not taken care of for you, but it was definitely a lot less stressful. And then you go out and yeah. you kind of, kicked out of the real world where you're, you're doing everything for yourself and you, you're traveling to events and yeah trying to, trying to manage everything so um freshman year and I mean I played I played decent I wouldn't say I was super happy with how I played freshman year right. sophomore year at the beginning of the year it was kind of the same thing and I mean I honestly at the beginning of those years it was it was just tough because I kind of realized that the parts of the game that carried me through junior golf weren't going to carry me through college golf because a lot of the guys that I was playing against it was they were older also right. hit also hit it really far so yeah you know, junior golf like you're playing courses with middle pins soft greens and I'm right hitting it really far and I mean I'm having a lot of wedges so it wasn't really hard to shoot under par exactly um, but then you get to college and you're playing courses like golf club of Georgia and the pouring rain and abandoned dudes when it's blowing 40 miles an hour and you're like <laughs> that's a little different <laughs> greens are firm and you're like geez like I really need to bring up the other parts of my game so honestly that's kind of when I made the switch to a a new coach and I'm sure we'll talk about that later but yeah yeah um, but it was I mean that was a big transition for me in college it was kind of just realizing that a lot of my the parts of my games uh were a lot a lot lower in standard that I that I needed to be mm-hmm. um so honestly wasn't too happy with the beginning of my sophomore year start I thought I played started playing a little bit better towards the end mm-hmm. um, and obviously the summer's been going pretty well so yeah I like I'm moving in the right direction especially a lot of it for me is just short game and wedges because I have a lot of it so um, you know, not being able to take advantage of opportunities that you have in college events that I would normally have every hole in a junior event mm-hmm. um, doesn't work. So, I mean, I had a lot, a lot of stuff to do with like the mental side of my game. Um, and a lot of short game has really been it for me and um, been playing pretty well this summer. So I'm looking forward to kind of finishing this out this year out strong and then accomplishing some of my goals junior and senior year. Definitely. You know, like you said, you touched on your mental game, your short game. I mean, I've had you know, numerous guests on the podcast that talk about, you know, really getting right in the mental game and the short game, you can never be, you know, amazing at it. You can always work at it. I mean, those are two things that are just anybody can really work on to become a better player in general. Absolutely. Definitely. And so, um, you know, we already talked, you know, we talked about that, how it is, you know, being academic at school at UCLA and the workload and everything like that. But, you know, like I said, you know, said at the beginning, you know, you get a lot of attention because I mean, you know, you're, you're a pretty, you're a pretty damn strong kid and, you know, you hit the ball so far. It's just kind of what, I mean, what's it like whenever, you know, maybe some random golf accounts posting about you on Instagram and you're just kind of yeah. like, uh, it's interesting. I just, I just want to hear about that a little bit. Yeah. So I actually have always been pretty small my whole life. I mean, yeah. my, my freshman year in high school, I was five foot zero, 90 pounds, like super wow. strong kid. And it was funny because my dad was actually a bodybuilder, so people didn't really think that I was his kid. But um, <laughs> you had a bulk. You had a bulk up then. You yeah, exactly. it was. It was bound to happen at some point. So, <laughs> uh, junior year in high school, I started putting some 
some inches on, wasn't really coming around with the weight. Um, and my freshman year in college, I kind of made a, a conscious effort to try and start to put on some weight. I got up to about one, 160. Um, and then beginning of COVID, I didn't really have anything to do. Yeah. Uh, so I, I started working out. I was working out like six days a week. I would have five, six meals a day. Went on the Bryson plan, huh? Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'd actually talked to him about it a few times. He's, oh, he's, awesome. He's been a great like kind of mentor and talked to him wow. a few times on Instagram, which has been super cool. Um, but I mean, I went from 160 to like 185. We started getting a little bit better with not getting hurt because of how, how fast I was swinging. Mm-hmm. Uh, it put a lot of stress on my body, especially my wrist. That's why I had my wrist injury my senior year. Gotcha. A little bit of lower back pains um, my freshman year in college and go along with being sick a lot. Um, it kind of all took a toll on my body. So I felt like putting on a little bit of weight would, would really help me in the long run. And it's been, yeah. it's been doing really well. So I, I put on a little bit of weight still uh, around the same height. So, I mean, it's, it's been a little bit weird because people look at me now, like I'm a little bit of a, a bigger, a bigger guy, but I've never yeah. really been that. So mentally, I don't really think it's like set in, but uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely helped with the distance and everything. Like I oh, said, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it's a huge advantage and you see a lot of the top guys on tour hit it really far. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping that I fall into that funnel one day. It's kind of just, I need to bring up the other parts of my game, which is, which is the current, the current goal. So. Definitely. And I mean, like you said, you know, you see guys on tour that are, you know, the sport has really changed to not just playing golf. I mean, once you get off the golf course, like you said, you hit, you know, you get in the gym meal plans. And I mean, it's just, it's a whole nother aspect of the game that you really got to put your, put work into if you want to get to that next level, like you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it seems simple enough. Like you put on weight, hit a little bit farther, whatever, but honestly, I learned a lot when I was going through it. Yeah. Um, My dad's really good with like nutrition and supplements and stuff. Obviously he was he kind of did that for a living when he was younger. So um, he helped me through that. But honestly, the biggest thing I learned was how important flexibility and mobility is. Right. Um, because I was doing a lot of like, like isolated movements and bodybuilding training to just try and put on weight and muscle because mm-hmm. I never really had that. Um, and when I was putting on like that 25, 30, 40 pounds since like senior year in high school, I kind of noticed that I started to lock up a little bit, tighten up. And I had never, I had never created speed based on muscle. Like my my swing is nothing like Brooks Kepka, mm-hmm. um, besides the bowed wrist, but right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's not really like his and he just creates a ton of speed because he's so strong. Mm-hmm. I would really compare myself to someone more like Dustin Johnson, who's really, gotcha. really lanky and he uses his, his height to his advantage, which I, I did a lot when I was younger too. Uh, cause I never had the, the muscle too. I kind of just, I created a lot of space and created a lot of speed through that. So, um, it's kind of, for me being able to balance, like doing the weightlifting mm-hmm. and eating a lot with, uh, like stretching for 30 minutes at the beginning of every, every workout and fitting in some like mobility stuff throughout the workout, whether that's like through some stuff that I learned at UGP, which yeah. is a great, has been a great resource for me. Um, and also like stuff that I learned online and, and whatnot, it's kind of just been doing a lot of research on how to like prepare my body for tournaments and, um, just making sure I'm staying healthy, staying mobile, staying active. So that's yeah. been, that's been really important for me in my journey so far in golf. And I'm, I'm happy that I'm kind of, I feel like I'm more comfortable now than I was a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to kind of, kind of see where it goes with the, with the athletic lifestyle. And We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. Scrambling with Donato is sponsored by our friends over at Future Champions Golf. Future Champions Golf is a leader in junior golf player development, no matter the player's skill level. The amount of opportunity and competition they give junior golfers in numerous states is nothing like I've ever seen. Not only is the competition top-notch, but they always have college coaches in attendance recruiting players. 
If you want to sign up your junior golfer to be a part of the organization, check them out on Instagram at Future Champions Golf or go to their website at futurechampionsgolf.com. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I'm super excited for you too, to see how you go with that. And, you know, it seems to be panning out pretty well for you, like you're talking about. And, you know, you talked about, you know, you, you changed swing, you know, to a different swing coach and you just brought up, you know, you kind of go to UGP. I see you, you know, on their Instagram every now and then kind of talk about your swing coach and maybe your relationship with your swing coach and UGP. Yeah. So um, UGP actually started when I was, I believe a sophomore in high school, junior high school, because I had talked to uh, coach Freeman at UCLA Mm -hmm. and they were doing UGP and like, I'd always see their workouts on their Instagram and stuff. So um, he kind of recommended, he's like, if you want to get a jump start, I mean, I was never, I was never like the biggest kid. So I figured might as well try to get in the gym. Yeah. Uh, So I started going to UGP every day after school. Um, That was kind of just my schedule. I'd go over there, work out for 45 minutes to an hour however long they had me to go in for. And then, uh, and then I'd kind of go to my other practice, but they were great for me. Kind of some of the guys over there showed me a lot of stuff with like um, warming up and stretching and mobility. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I apply now to like the beginning of my workouts. And I'll do a few, a few of their like explosive movements throughout my workouts, gotcha. whether it's like jump squats or whatever. Um, but I mean, they were a great resource for me. And then on the other side of it, uh, my, my coach, James O, I've, I've worked with three coaches in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of credit James a lot with like maturing me as a player because mm-hmm. um, my swing had been fairly consistent throughout my, my career. And me and James have worked on a few things, but it, honestly, like it hasn't been, been too much. Like I'm not trying to make a huge swing change um, besides the direction in which my ball is going. So I'm actually, I just switched to a fade, which has been gotcha. helping a lot. So we kind of made a decision to go with that instead of hitting a draw. Cause I had a, a pretty big two way miss. So now mm-hmm. I feel like being able to control the driver with the speed that I have has been a really big step for me um, in the past few months, like playing a lot better. So, um, and the other thing about James is I really wanted someone who I could, you know, kind of watch and even talk to, to develop more as a player. And he had a phenomenal junior career, phenomenal. Oh yeah. And he works with some of the best golfers in the world. Yeah. 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 He put up a video the other way with Joaquin Neiman, who said, he said was pretty, pretty remarkable to watch. So, I mean, kind of just awesome being able to pick his brain about his, his younger years and how he kind of progressed as a golfer and maybe some of the mistakes he made to why he, he kind of moved to more of the coaching side instead of sticking with the professional side of it of um, course. playing on tour. So mm-hmm. being able to pick his, his mind about kind of what he went through and I think has made me a lot better player, a lot of stuff with course, man, course management. Um, I credit a lot of my course management, like now that I have to coach Freeman and uh, James, mm-hmm. uh, just being able to go out with him and maybe not necessarily go to the range every day, but it's, I work with him. It's like go out on the course, learn how to hit shots, learn of how to course, score. Of course. Yeah. That's been really big for me. So, I mean, I credit a lot of it to James and I mean, obviously he's pretty well known on Instagram too. Oh so yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of getting like myself out there, my name out there is, has been good. I, I think for like my brand and kind of what I'm trying to do like later down the road, but yeah, um, it also comes with a lot more stress and, you know, there's a lot of expectation and Mm -hmm. I wasn't necessarily the greatest junior golfer when I was like in middle school and I started getting better and people started recognizing me because of my swing and how far I hit it and didn't necessarily have a lot of the scores to back it up or the rankings. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started getting a lot better towards the end of like junior, senior year. So it was honestly, it put a lot of stress on me that I don't really know I needed at the end of junior golf. Um, But in hindsight, I think it made me better just because, you know, you kind of learn out to block out the guys that are like, yeah, this kid like has a big following on Instagram, but like, he might not be that good. Like, Mm-hmm. whatever when I was younger but I mean I think that I'm kind of growing into it more and you know, oh yeah I think it's 
it's it's definitely been good for me. It, I mean, talking about the expectations, there's obviously high expectations, so people are going to be watching your finishes. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, it, when you play well, it, it feels good, but when you don't play well, you also know that there's going to be people watching and like, oh, like what happened, whatnot. So yeah, well, that's it, golf though. It's going to yeah, happen. It's always going to happen. So I mean, I, I've I've really liked the journey through like the social media stuff because I was never really big into that when I was younger. So yeah, it's been pretty cool being seeing your name up on like some bigger accounts and people saying they really like your swing, like obviously you're going to always peek at the comments and whatnot. There's going to be people from both sides saying different things. So yeah, but yeah, you just block them out and be all right. Staying true to who I am. And you know, exactly. I, know, I know my goals and my plans and kind of what I, the team I've built around me is, is phenomenal. So I, I'm, I'm excited for where it's going in the future. Just keep going with the, I mean, with the NIL, they just got introduced for, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, everything's going to help. So, I mean, your online presence is huge. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are starting to learn that. I got a little bit of a jump start, um, considering a lot of people like looking at my swing, which definitely get a little, gain a little bit of following. So, um, but it's been a good journey. I mean, every, everybody goes through it at some point. So definitely, you know, and it's, you know, your team is amazing that you have. I mean, like you said, James O, you know, is one of the most, you know, most well-known coaches out there, works with some of the great, greatest players in the world. And I mean, UGP to get you, you know, starting out at a young age like that, getting working out and everything like that. And then, you know, UCLA behind you. And then not only that, but I mean, your parents, your dad and everything. I mean, he was, you know, bodybuilder when he was younger. I mean, you just have all these resources that you have accessible. And I mean, yeah, you've created an amazing team. And, and it's nice that you started out so young because, you know, most, you know, some people, they kind of realize that they need to start this stuff later and everything, but I mean, you're ahead of the game. I mean, that's, I, I applaud for you. You know, I applaud you on that, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I definitely can't say I would have done it on my own when I was younger. I think that I have a lot of good uh, foundation set right now. I credit a lot of that to my mom and my dad um, and a few other guys like my coaches and um, some mentors that I have that I've, I've talked to a lot and they've kind of helped build a platform for me to kind of build myself up. So of course. Um, it's, been, it's been a great journey so far. And I mean, I, I have a good team around me, so I'm excited to see where it goes. Definitely, man. Definitely. And, you know, you, you, you have, you know, a few years left of your college career, kind of what are some goals you have for yourself for the remainder of your college career? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, my goal this, this next year is, I mean, my main goal is to travel to every event with the team. We're going to have this past year, we only had seven guys mm-hmm. um, and I traveled to every event. So it was great getting a lot of experience this next year that we're going to have 14 mm-hmm. um, guys. So we're going to have a really solid team. Yeah. It's going to be really competitive, but I, I think I'm good enough to be able to travel to every event that's kind of my goal for right now. I want to, when I'm a senior, I want to be an all American. Yeah. Um, I want to help my team win a national championship. That's the ultimate goal. So um, I'm doing everything I can right now, mentally uh, within the game. I mean, it's, there's a lot of different aspects to it that people don't really know. So kind of just keeping all my different, my different parts in check and putting a hundred percent effort, making sacrifices and um, just doing what I can to help my team. I think, I think that all my goals right now are really achievable with where I'm going and the people that I have around me. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of seeing some of the tournament scores come out recently so yeah it's been, it's been really nice awesome man yeah you know I think you know I think you guys are going to do a great things I mean like you said you guys have a really you know really good team that's coming in and not only is that going to make you a better player but it's gonna make all your other you know all your other teammates better players because they're going to want to grind it out to get to that tournament and you know you're going to have to put up some good numbers you know those kids you know those guys coming in are really going to have to put up some good numbers so I think I'm super excited to see how you guys do, you know, this next season here. And, uh, you know, we'll be keeping track of you, of course. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. Definitely. And, you know, kind of maybe you have, you know, after college, I know you talked about kind of, you know, maybe wanting to go, you know, the professional route a little bit, you know, what, what are your plans for after college? 
yeah so I mean my dream is to play professionally so whether that's yeah. I mean honestly a lot of it's going to be dependent on how I play for the next two years whether it's taking a fifth year and trying to gain some status to the PGA Tour University right um, we're going to have three fifth years this year Devin's really close to that top five in the country mm-hmm. um, to get his full status in the web I'm sorry the corn fairy yeah um, <laughs> uh, same thing <laughs> yeah um, but I mean he's he's doing great so I mean that's kind of the goal that I have for myself right now is play really well junior year play really well senior year and hopefully I won't need a fifth year but um, if I do come back help my team win a national championship um, and kind of get some of that status and um, once I get status, I mean, we'll kind of see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Not honestly, not too sure right now as of like, obviously the ultimate goal is to make it on the PGA tour. And right. There's so many different ways to get to the PGA tour. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like the European tour route would be super fun. Go out, oh, to, yeah. go out to Europe, kind of explore the world, yeah. a little bit, go play out there, kind mm-hmm. of do what Brooks did, go along the, go learn how to play in inclement weather and oh yeah stuff like that so i mean as of right now it really my my plans after college aren't set because it depends how i play the next two maybe three of, years so of course it's really really dependent upon that because hopefully i mean you know your top five you get full status in the corn ferry mm-hmm. i won't really need to go grind on any mini tours or go right. over to other parts of the world so i mean the plan if it all works out get top five corn first uh status and kind of go from there Definitely, you know, and like you, you touched a little bit, you know, Devin Bling's really close to getting some of that status. It's, it, you know, it's got to be so amazing to have a player, you know, obviously like yourself and other guys on the team and have Devin Bling on the team to kind of, you know, you, you guys are probably all, you know, all chasing him and wanting to be, you know, wanting to beat him and everything. That's got to be amazing to have a guy like that on the team. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different characters on our team. Like, you go and you go play with Devin, you're playing matches against him. And, you know, it's tough to beat him because he just doesn't make mistakes. And yeah, he's I mean, a good probably, player. Yeah. Probably one of the most raw ball strikers ever played with. So you go play with him and then, you know, you go back to the practice screen and you're thinking about leaving and you see Eddie there mm-hmm. and he's been practicing for the last nine hours and he's not thinking about leaving for the next three. So you're like, yeah, I'm like, I can't let this kid out work me. Like you got to stay a little bit longer. I mean, everybody's pushing each other, yeah. um, which I think those are the two that I've, I really looked up to and, the addition of a few more guys over the past few years that um, have been really good for me in my, my golf career. So kind of just seeing like how good a player can get in Devin and Eddie and all the other guys on the team. And then also seeing kind of the work aspect of it that, you know, if you want to, if you want to achieve some of your goals, it's going to take some sacrifices and some work. So seeing some of the other guys on the team who just spent all day at the course and kind of pushes you to stay there because you want to, you know, you want to help your team as much as you can. You're not, you're not going out there to get second place in a tournament. So definitely um, there's a lot of different characters on the team and, you know, we all kind of play our roles, um, whether that's being encouraging or more social or just a straight up stud and kind of mm-hmm. being an example for everybody or a leader. So um, I think we have some great chemistry. We have some great guys coming in next year. I'm super stoked for our, for our season next year. I think we're going to shock a lot of people. Definitely, man. You know, and I'm super excited for you guys. You know, we'll always be watching you guys and, you know, we'll post you up on the Instagram whenever you guys, you know, you and, you know, the rest of the team are out there. Um, we're hitting in the next section of the show. I like to call the ham and egg section. Uh, just ask her for fun questions, you know, get to know Mason Green a little bit more. First one is kind of, you know, you know, a general one, you know, if you could have a dream foursome, who would be in it? Um, I think that my dream foursome, I mean, you have to go with Tiger for the first yep. Yep, yep. Um, just being able to I, I love picking people's brains that are better than me yeah um, I've met been fortunate to meet a lot of really good players so I mean kind of just being able to talk to them and hear them out so I think Tiger would be a great addition to my my uh, foursome second would probably be Tim Tebow he's kind of been Tim my, Tebow my, yeah. my favorite athlete since I was younger I grew up my dad went to University of Florida I grew up watching him awesome. um, on, on Saturday so he's always been like my favorite athlete 
Um, and especially what he's doing with like his, the spiritual side of things has also been like a really big part of it for me. Yeah, um, definitely, man. The fourth guy would probably be my dad. I feel like yeah, you gotta have him. He's shown me around the ropes and kind of been my biggest role model and mentor um, throughout my life. So having him there, especially because he's a huge Tebow fan too and Tiger. So I feel like we'd have a really fun day and that, that'd probably be my dream for something. That'd be pretty, pretty awesome. Maybe definitely. I'll make it, you never know. Definitely, man. You know, and it, it's, it's, you know, Tiger, yeah, he, you know, everybody wants to play with Tiger. Cause like you said, you know, you know, he's one of the greatest players of all time and to be able to surround yourself around players that are better than yourself, you know, you're just to learn things from them and to supply them to your game. I mean, that's amazing. Absolutely. Definitely. Next question uh, is, I love asking this question just to see what everybody's answer would be. And I've, everybody says that, you know, they would go and do it, but you know, let's say you hit a shot and you're, it goes into the pond, it's sitting in mud. It's, you know, you're going to go in there, you're going to blow mud all over yourself. You know, are you going to strip down clothes and you're going to your underwear? You're going to go in there, you know, flex on everybody and hit that shot. I'd probably do it. I mean, yeah. the, farm, the farmer's tan would probably be a little bit embarrassing. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, show off a little bit of the work you've been doing in the gym in the meantime. And there you go. Whatever. I mean, go just have fun with it. It'd probably be a good memory too. So yeah, maybe it ends up good and it saves me a shot. I'm doing it. There you go, man. And you know, who knows, you know, now college athletes can get paid, you know, maybe draw some more attention to Mason Green a little bit. <laughs> maybe get a little bit of the, uh, the girl fan base. The, yeah. Yeah. Good shout out on the body issue. Like Brooks, that'd be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, man. And I, like I said, I haven't had anybody say they wouldn't get in there because I mean, like you, like you just said, if there, if you can save your, you know, if you can better your round by one stroke, I mean, it's worth, I mean, most tournaments come down to one stroke. So, I mean, it, it's, it's super important. Yep. I found that out uh, yesterday. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was at a U.S. amateur qualifier and they only took two spots out of. Oh yeah. 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 Finished, finished tied third with another player and uh, yeah. Didn't end up getting it in, but it was, it was all good. It was a good day. So definitely, man. Yep. And it's, it, unfortunately it happens, you know, but um, you know, I'm sure that's only going to, you know, kind of start a fire for you and I'm sure you're just going to even, you know, grind more at your game and everything, you know, definitely. you're a great, great player. Don't forget that. Um, well, you know, what's some advice you have for junior golfers who are looking to make the transition from junior golf to college golf? I know you talked about it was, it was a huge change for you. Kind of talk about maybe the golf aspect of it. Are you talking about like in the recruiting process or when they're going from high school to college? So, yeah, whenever, so, you know, you, know, you kind of talked about junior golf and high school golf, it's, you know, a lot of green, you know, or the, you know, you're hitting a lot further, you have wedges in pins are in the middle, you know, pins are in the middle of the green kind of what's the difference maybe in you see from in college golf. Yeah. College is, I think that the biggest transition in, in players that I see that are really like standout players is course management and being mm -hmm. able to pick apart courses from whether it's green, green backwards and kind of put yourself in good spots to score because Definitely. college golf, you have a lot of middle greens, soft green, or I'm sorry, middle pins, soft greens mm -hmm. um, conditions aren't necessarily that bad. You can pick where you want to play. Oh, I don't like this course. I don't like that course. I won't go out there, whatever. Um, but college, I mean, you're going to be going out there. You're going to have pins that are four paces on the front left of the green. And if you go left, it's an automatic double because it's a straight right. drop off. The greens are running 13s and they're like trying to land the ball on concrete. So yeah. it's a lot different than junior golf. I mean, I would say for the most part, the biggest thing for me was kind of learning from the older guys. And I think that a piece of advice I would have for, for the younger guys making that transition to college is, is really don't kind of go in there thinking like you, you have it figured out. Nobody has it figured out going into college. <laughs> um, take advantage of your resources. You know I mean? If something's worked for you throughout your career so far, stick with that. If you see a few things that haven't worked, yeah. I mean, reach out, talk to people, you know, there's, you have a big team with you at, at your university, whatever it may be. You're going to have older guys that have been through that 
that have talked to other older guys um, that helped them through that process. So don't be scared to reach out. You know, I mean, talk to your older guys, your leaders on the team and um, kind of rely on them, your coaches and the people you have around you to, to help you through that process, because it is a big, a big transition and everybody's going to go through it differently. Um, I know that mine was mine was tough. And, you know, I mean, I, I learned a lot throughout my transition to college golf. Um, and I mean, I wouldn't change anything. I think I learned a lot. Um, and I can also help some of the younger guys coming in next year as as an upperclassman. So yeah. I'm hoping that they'll reach out, too, because I think that's that's huge. It's just communication. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, don't it's, have to do it alone. Right. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you know, you have your team with you, your coaches with you and all your resources and, you know, maybe your swing coach and everything. I mean, don't don't be afraid to go and ask you know, one of your teammates, hey, you know, I, I need some help with this or, you know, we just kind of pick their brains even, too. I'm glad that you brought that up. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, so, you know, I know just myself growing up, I, I was always like, oh man, if I could have, you know, a certain clothing brand and club manufacturer, it'd be this to sponsor me. You know, I, I just love, I'd like to ask, you know, if you could pick any clothing brand and club manufacturer to sponsor you, who, who would you pick? Yeah. You know, for clubs, I mean, obviously I'm going to go with TaylorMade just because yep. yeah. I've, I've used them since the time I was probably the first set of clubs I got when I was like 13 mm-hmm. all the way up until now. And I mean, they've been great with me kind of helping me out with fittings and making sure I'm, I'm always set for tournaments. Of course. Um, I mean, the relationship I've built with them has been, has been really special for me. Um, so, I mean, obviously that's the dream is to end up going with them when I turn professional, hopefully it, it happens. We'll see. I mean, stuff always happens. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that's my dream for, for the, the club side of it. And then the, the, uh, the apparel side of it, I think that I've always really liked Adidas. Yeah. yeah. For me, I mean, whether it's Adidas or another brand, I mean, I think that they their stuff is really comfortable. They've also helped been really nice for me, helping me out with a few things. So um, I just personally think that they're the, that's the most comfortable brand. And, you know, I mean, I think that's those are the two I'm going to go with. Definitely. You know, I'm sure that, you know, the Adidas clothes look great when your muscles are bulging out of them. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure that's always nice too, but uh, yeah. no, uh, yeah, those are great brands. I mean, like you said, Taylor made, it's nice that you've been able to kind of develop, you know, your game with kind of all their clubs and they've been able to help you out. It seems like in all your stages. So that's, that's great Absolutely. to have those resources as well. Definitely. So definitely. And uh, kind of, I know you've played a ton of golf and I'm, you know, maybe hard to kind of narrow it down to one, maybe if you have you know, a couple, What's the most memorable moment you have while being on the golf course? It can be either just, you know, you playing around with your dad or even in competition. Um, you know what? I think that probably the most memorable day of golf that I've had and yeah. probably most memorable shot um, was at the Toyota Tour Cup Championship when I was a junior in high school. This was, I believe, November, my junior year in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ended, I was trailing by three going to the final day and I was in the final group, ended up uh, winning that tournament. Awesome. Um, played in the final group with a few of my, my good buddies. So, um, I mean, it was, it was good being able to beat them. There were some great players and yeah. on 18, I was leading by one, um, and kind of having that pressure on you because you, oh, yeah. you don't get that pressure in golf very often. And I hit a great Dude. drive with the left and it was a par five. I don't know if you played, um, La Costa. I mean, La Costa oh, I one. haven't played it, but I've, yeah, you know, I've heard of it. Definitely. Oh yeah. yeah so 18 is a par five and okay. you, can either, you can either go for it or lay up and mm-hmm. it's, it's not a tough layup and kind of just take your par. But I mean, I kind of figured I, I'm either winning this tournament by two or I mean, hopefully, hopefully it works out. So yeah. I, I don't know if my dad would have made me hit this shot if I, if he was on the bag, but I ended up hitting three wood yeah. um, uh, on the green. And I mean, ended up just two putting and had a yeah. pretty easy win so it was that was a pretty memorable shot and then i ended up committing that night um to ucla so wow yeah that whole day in general was pretty 
pretty special. So I'd say that's probably the best day I've ever had in golf. Definitely. Um, and then my first AJGA win was great. Um, I was I was leading by by one. I'm sorry, by two going to the final hole, mm-hmm. and it's it was at Reflection Bay in Las Vegas, and the pin. Oh was, yeah. The pin was back left. Um, there's water all along the left, and I was kind of just figuring going out to the right. You know, if you miss left, you bring bogey, maybe double into play. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to go out to the right, kind of pulled it. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. And the, I mean, it was probably the scariest five seconds of my life watching that ball. <laughs> like, I was blown like 30 miles an hour. Ended yeah. up hitting it to like half a foot. Let's go. Tapped in for birdie to win by three. And it was, that was, I mean, that was a pretty cool shot. It was probably a little more stressful than I would have liked it to be, but um, it was nice being able to get that win. And it worked out, you know, it's so funny that you, that you happen to hit one of those shots. Cause I mean, there's been numerous times where I've been, you know, in tournament play too. And it's like, okay, we're going to aim over here, you know, and then maybe push it or pull it. And it's like, or just go right at the pin. Like, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> I'm glad it, it paid off. So it was, it was, it was great. Well, and it's a great moment. Everybody's looking at you like, Oh my God, you know, under pressure, all this on the last one, you're like, nah, yeah. that's, how, that's how I planned well, it. You know? so good at that close. I'm like, oh, it wasn't intentional, but <laughs> better yeah. luck than good. So definitely that's it man that's it uh we're heading to the last question here who's inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today yeah you know i think that i mean i'm just gonna go back to my dad he's been of course yeah an awesome role model for me um kind of helped me keep my head on straight whether it's through the kind of a little bit of following that i've built up and keeping me humble um but it's also i mean he got me started in golf and you know he's always pushed me to be the best version of myself that i can be Mm -hmm. um whether that's helping other people or kind of sticking to who i am with golf and um he's been a great a great mentor for me same with my mom but I mean my mom's always been there for me as well of course oh yeah love her to death but I mean I'm gonna have to give it to my dad he's just I mean he's been an awesome role model for me so super appreciative of everything you've done um he's made a lot of sacrifices for me to be in the spot that I am tonight Uh, I'm sorry right now um Mm -hmm. so yeah I mean I I have to say my dad he's loving to death he's been he's been my rock so Definitely, man. You know, and it's nice that, you know, you're able to have, you know, both, both your parents being so supportive and not only that, but with your team that you have around you that you build. So, you know, I think you're going to do great things and, you know, you're just going to continue to be, you become a better player. And, you know, I wish you nothing but the best and everything. Like I said, we'll be watching you, you know, we'll post you up on Instagram whenever anything comes out, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It was awesome talking to you. Definitely, man. Well, yeah, that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Auto featuring Mason Green. Once again, Mason, thank you so much for coming on, man. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks so much. All right. We'll see you. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Auto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.